Hey guys, welcome back to the encounter, guys. Uh, today, uh, you have me. Uh, today we have House. Today we also have Cat, and we have Raquel uh, helping us out and you know sharing the word with us. I wanted to uh, thank everybody here that's here and listening to us. We wanna thank you, thank you guys all so much for always uh, tuning in. And today we're gonna talk about um, eliminating our fantasies, which I honestly love the title. Um, and I was gonna tell you guys that this is uh, this is really really beautiful because. Uh, I was looking into what, what fantasy is, and I was just, you know, hearing what you guys were saying earlier right now, and and we were talking about, you know, this like this like set of mind, this this way of a mindset, right? And and there's a lot of mindsets, and I think uh, we should be looking into that as well, right? Because there's a lot of mind mindsets, and this, but this mindset in particular is a is a mindset that only brings fantasies. And I, before we start, I wanted to show you guys what a fantasy is, like in the dictionary, so we just can understand what we're going to talk about today. And it's a, a fantasy is, a, if you guys didn't know, it's a noun, and it's the faculty or activity of imagining things, especially things that are impossible or improbable. So now understanding that when we think about things that are improbable or impossible. We have to understand that God doesn't like when we have our mind on that. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> because there's some, there's things that are not true and are improbable. For example, I mean, guys, one quick example. For example, people think that the way God speaks to people is by a shining ray of light, and God's gonna come down and say, "Raquel, you are chosen." In reality, it doesn't happen that way. You know what I mean? It could be if God pleases to be like that way, but it really it's not gonna happen like that. Another way it is is that we're gonna walk on water the way Jesus walked on water. <laughs> Jesus was a son of man. Jesus is, 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 is God. Mm -hmm. He's perfect. Therefore, you're trying to strive to be that. But in the reality of getting to, to that to that level is more than a fantasy than what it is actual probable. Yeah. But I'm not saying not to try to hit that. I'm just saying, you know, just we have to understand yeah. that part, right? Also, the fact of being holy. Nobody is holy no matter what you've done, how you do it, or everything. Everybody mm -hmm. has sinned. And it's something that's some. It's something that uh, it's a fantasy. It's improbable. It's impossible to become that. Because if everybody were to be uh, uh, holy, or if one other person was able to be holy, then the fact, the thought, <clears throat> that what Jesus did, comes that, that came here and died for us, um, just falls into nothing. So uh, I was going to read a verse for you guys that Paul tells Timothy. It's First uh, Timothy four six. It says, "If you point out these instructions to so the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Jesus Christ, constantly, constantly nourished." Through study and the words of faith of the good Christian doctrine, which have closely followed you. This is the verse that I wanted to read, the seventh. But have nothing to do with the irreverent folk or folklore and silly myths. On the other hand, discipline yourself to a part to um, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. And I love this because this is exactly what fantasy is. When you guys go to the you know Barsham Nobles and you guys go to fantasy, folklore and myths come out of there because it's mm -hmm. it, nobody knows if it's true. Some you know Harry Potter comes out in there, and yeah, Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, people, some people say yeah, they're true, but the fact that you know there's a lion with the body of a lion, a head of a snake, and some wings, it's really hard to believe, right? Like it yeah. doesn't make sense that it happens like that, right? So I love that 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 you know that Paul tells this to Timothy because he tells he tells them, dude, do not think about that, do not think about those crazy things. Instead. Keep yourself spiritually fit. So imagine how, how what's what's the fighting against those fantasy thoughts? Being spiritually fit, mm -hmm. being nourished through the word. And um, just quickly, I was gonna tell you guys. I'm gonna show you guys. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys also uh, an example of somebody that was just. Uh, how do I say this? Um, uh, super, super. Uh, what's it called in this fantasy? Is is Jonah? And and I was gonna tell you guys that this 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 guy Jonah, his mind. His mind wasn't like Christ's mind. Therefore, his fantasies, his his way of thought, his his way of impossible thinking. For example, God tells him go to Nineveh, 
And the first thing he says, like, why them? That's not a question for you to ask. Oh, you, should, you should have said is, yes, sir, I will go to Nineveh. But he says, no, they don't deserve it. And he runs away. And in reality, the impossible of the impossibles actually happened to him. A huge fish ate him. No, never again in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Bible, something so crazy happens, except uh, with, with Job. And he you know, actually talks about uh, Leviathan and Behemoth. But before that, nobody else speaks about any giant monster like this. So uh, the impossible happens to him. He gets there. Listen to this. And at the end, he ends up saving, God saves uh, Nineveh. He's sitting there. And, you know, you guys, as you guys know, the, the little worm starts eating the, the plant. Mm -hmm. And he gets mad. And his, you know, his way of thinking, his fantasy way of thinking, he gets angry to say, how is this fair? And how is it fair that we save this? And God tells him, he's like, why are you angry? Do you really have a real reason to, to get angry? Like, are you crazy enough to be angry? And he says, yes, kill me now. And he, his, his book is, ends there there then. And I was going to tell you guys, that's the way of, of people that, that continue with this fantasy type, type of thoughts. It's not about what we think, but it's about what God thinks through his word. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to like follow through with this as well because, you know, just for like a modern day example, you know, like uh, a child and a parent, right? So like, was it like a child doesn't know what it needs sometimes, you know, like being a toddler or being really young, of course, like was it like um, a child? You, you get the things you want. You want the things you want. You see the things out in the world and you're just like, oh, I want this. I want this. I want this, right? But our parents, you know, like, was it in this case, like, was it God comparing with us, right? Um, like, he, they look at us and just like, oh, that's so cute. You know, like, was this like, they want this. But in, in reality, are they going to want that, of course, right? Like, was it, are they going to need it, of course, right? And in this, in this case, God knows what we need before we even know what we need, right? And I'm going to follow through with this verse. It says right here in Proverbs 14, 12. It says, but, okay, it says right here, there is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him. But in the end is the way of death, right? And it's super like cool because like literally this verse it's like it's like right there, right then and there, right? Like was it like what we have in our eyes when what we see, we're so like nearsighted, I guess you can say, and, and like very tunnel vision. Um, we only focus on what we want. You ever just like cup your eyes like over your, your head and stuff like that, and you just only see like one thing, you're like your peripheral vision is like it's like limited to like what you have around your eyes, of course. But if you compare it with God's vision, of course, like was it like he knows what we have, right? And he knows it's like what we go through and what we need and what we want, of course, right? But is it really beneficial for him to feed our wants first and then our needs? It doesn't make sense. Same thing with a parent. Like, was it like a parent knows when its child's hungry, right? So let's um, let's say like this, like when a baby, right? When a baby cries, it's like, oh, I know what the baby needs, you know, but can they do it? Can they fulfill it? No, they can't because they're babies, right? And God himself, like, was it he, like in this case, the parent, you know, like satisfies that needs. Like you're hungry, let me feed you. Let me help you with this and stuff like that, right? The same way with our fantasies, right? Our fantasies are like we tend to build it up within our hearts, of course, and it, um, I guess, it like weighs us down, of course, right? Because sometimes we use our wants, you know, to base judgment all the time. Because once when we do that, we're like, oh, I don't get this. My parents suck. My friends don't do this for me. My my friends suck, right? But we don't understand the fact that you know, like, was it God puts these things in our hearts and stuff like that? Um, not only to like, you know, like um, help, like was it like develop our character, but also like to understand what goes in our lives is like, I should actually take a step back and be able to like, be like, yo, like, was it like, what am I actually ministering to myself? But not only that, but to other people, what do they think of me, of course. But yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I agree with you. And um, the, the thing that I like that you said is that God obviously knows 
like what we need before we even ask for it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we go wrong because we let our fantasies, our imaginations just like win all the time because mm -hmm. we're so focused on like present time. We're so focused on here on earth, you know, instead of seeking for the kingdom, just like the Bible says, seek, for, seek first for the kingdom and everything else will be added, mm -hmm. right? And I think the, the most important thing that we should like realize is that from the very, very beginning, like our imagination, our, in, our intentions were always wrong. Um, this Bible verse in Genesis 6, 5, it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And in the actual like King James Version thing, mm -hmm. intention means imagination. Mm. So imagine that like your your intention starts from the inside, mm -hmm. because obviously, like if you're smiling, I like I can't say like oh your intention is to be mad you know mm -hmm. and you could actually be mad inside but no it's like it it starts from the inside mm -hmm. and I think another important thing to like know is that our thoughts aren't in our like here you know because we mind. think of mm -hmm. thoughts it's like oh we think of it in our mind mm -hmm. but actually your thoughts start from your heart, your heart. so mm -hmm. imagine like what is stored inside your heart what are your desires and that's that's so interesting to like even think about because imagination or like intention like we were saying it means like to act upon it it means to desire it means mm -hmm. to think about it and imagine if you're acting upon your fantasy that means that there was a step before that which means that the thought was born in your mind mm -hmm. uh, when well, i in your heart first because mm -hmm. obviously that's where your desires are right mm -hmm. and it was born it was born in you in order for you to like think about it um how do you say codiciar like wanting like, like wanting like really like wanting with like a huge desire there you go beautiful with like a it? huge desire codiciar yeah but in english how is it desire desire yeah to like desire something so so bad so that becomes something that leads you to sin mm -hmm. because the bible says whatever you think about already is a sin so imagine it's already in your mind you act upon it that's where it gets that's where it gets bad and we know that because it, like just like that verse says from the very very beginning genesis like the first mm -hmm. book in the bible like intention imagination was already wrong and that that can be us so many of the times that we don't even realize it and i think especially like nowadays because i think th i think now they substituted the word imagination and fantasy and fantasizing because now all you, the word that you mainly see is delusional and for mm. yeah and and it's a funny word because us girls we can be delusional it's like if i see a romantic movie i like i see la la land i'm going to like oh yeah i want my my friendship my relationship to be just like that movie right minus the ending but you know like, <laughs> but do you need to watch it <laughs> but you start seeing like all these romantic movies and you start desiring like oh that's how i want it to be but bro that's the opposite of what a godly marriage should be, right? The world says, like, happy happy life, uh, no, yeah, happy, happy wife, wife happy, happy life. life. Mm -hmm. And that's true to an extent, right? But you know, in marriage, in God, you know the woman submits to the man. Like, we have Esther, we have, and, you know, Esther, the opposite of her, Vashti, the one who didn't want to go before yeah. the king. That that girl, she was disobedient, right? So when we see it that way, that's when girls are like, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to submit to no man. But it's like, <laughs> hello, like, get away from your fantasies. Like, this is what God intended us for us to do. And, and actually, and, and the Bible says in that yeah. same verse, earlier it says, man, love your wife. Exactly. So it's it's not just a, just here, a woman. get over here, you know, and, you know, do as they say. But it's yeah. more like, hey, you want your wife to submit yourself to yourself, and you want to, you know want you want a godly man you have to submit and the man has to love his wife you know it's going to tell you about your del your delusional comment which i love if you if you think about this this whole world is delusional because yeah. yeah. now because you know some some kids were they're telling me last week they were like they're like hey danny like what do i say when they ask me like what is i what i what do i identify as today 
And I am no. like, and no. I am like, bro, I, I'm telling you, this whole world is living in a fantasy. Yeah. Be, and, yeah. and it's crazy how how uh, it, it's you know it's getting to the point where you're just like. Uh, some kid told me that he, you know, uh, he told me he's like, "Hey, I told my teacher I I identify as a Chromebook," <laughs> yeah. and, and he got and he got sent he got sent to to the to the to the what's it called to the, the office. office yeah. But I'm like, wait, why? I know that's and why. If you if you allow yeah. fantasies and delusional, I mean, you're gonna get <laughs> weird answers like dogs, like like opposite things that they are, they are, or yeah. both, or many, yeah. and. I'm just saying, like, notice that this world is being okay with fantasy and delusional. They're like, oh, you want to think about that? Go ahead and do it. Go ahead. You want to say something? I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> this, this verse that I have connects with everything that you guys were, were just saying. So it's Proverbs 12, 11. It says, a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases, who chases fantasies has no sense. And mm. that's exactly what the world is going through, if not us as well. I mean, it's kind of hard to admit what we're lacking in, in our own selves. But anyway, so I was looking at this word fantasies, and I was like, okay, what does this mean? And so I went um, to the original, and it says that the word fantasies means empty or vain or something that just doesn't have any value. So that means that a person who chases fantasies isn't going after something that brings any value to their life or brings any... Uh, 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 effective contribution to their spiritual relationship with the Lord. And not only that, but then after it says, uh, a person who chases fantasies has no sense. And I looked up what's, what, okay, what does sense mean? And it means also understanding, which can also be a synonym of wisdom. So a person who doesn't have the wisdom of the Lord, which the Bible constantly says, and especially Proverbs, that we have to look for, uh, doesn't go after what's valuable, doesn't go after things that um, are necessary for them to continue to grow in the Lord. And that's exactly what we're seeing, as you guys said, happening in this world. These people are going after vain things, after like they're all they're thinking about is like, what's the next social media trend? Or what is the next like fashion trend? Or or what's uh, with all these like gender identities or and everything like that. All those things have no value because at the end of the day, um, either when we die or when Jesus comes back, we're not taking any of that with us. So it's important that we look for things such as um, looking to grow our fruits of the Spirit. How can I ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are different things as well? Um, how can I grow my, relation, my relationship with the Lord? How do I pray better? And stuff like that. And so we need to analyze exactly what is it that we want. Mm -hmm. You know what I was going to tell you? I, I love the way you, what you said, what we have to look for, right? Because you said we have to start looking for things that are, you know, nutritious for our body and for our spirit. Well, yes. well not only like food-wise, but mm -hmm. I want to I wanna give you guys an example of food-wise. For example, what happens if a person eats McDonald's and fast food every single day? At some point, and I think we've met some people that, 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 that do this. Mm -hmm. At some point, their face doesn't look good, right? They're unhealthy and they don't know why, right? And yet, <clears throat> it's that's what a fantasy is. It's fast food. Why? Because it's all in here, and it gives you gratification instantly because you're thinking about it and it gives you. But the real food, for example, the food that you have to uh, might not look the best. Like for example, veggies, broccoli. Well, I love broccoli, but <laughs> but I love and I love veggies. But some people don't like veggies. I tell them, but that's the food that actually is nutritious. Like that piece of chicken that is grilled and has maybe no flavor, that is, <laughs> that Rad. is, that is the, or you know, or maybe let's make it easier because we're all here, we all know what this is. Like you're the food that your mom makes. 
Like it, it's like I love it. I love it. But so some good. people are like, oh, ew, I don't like that. But I'm like, wait, that's the food that's nutritious. Same way it happens here. Yes, church might not be the best looking thing in the whole world, but it's nutritious for your life. Uh -huh. Therefore, it's a decision that we have to make. Uh, what is easier, not going to the gym or going to the gym? Not going to the gym. It's always easier to just lay down in the house and watching Netflix. But what is the hardest part? Going to the gym, waking up, going early. You know. And then if you guys notice, if you guys go to the gym, you're not eating the same the rest of the day. Because you're going to be like, nah, nah, I just didn't, you know, kill myself for, for two no hours reason. in the gym. <laughs> That's the same thing that happens when you go to church. There's like an internal thing. Dude, I just went to church. Am I going to really sin tomorrow? Yeah. Am mm -hmm. I really going to be acting like if I'm not Christian? It's it's that way. And I want you guys to understand that that way of what she says is you looking for something deeper, for something behind all that trash food. And if you guys notice, this food that we're giving, they're giving us today is literally trash. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens with our mind. What the enemy wants to give us is trash and trash and trash. And we have to go out and look for the most expensive part, for the thing that are actually is nutritious, which is the word the word of, of God. Mm -hmm. And that actually what we're all talking about also like ties in with wisdom, of course, right? Because, you know, it, it depends on what we minister our hearts, of course, right? What we, what we receive, of course, right? And we have to be wary of these things, of course. Like, was it like, where am I planting myself in? Am I actually like, was it steadfast in what, God is actually giving me in my heart with his word, right? And this actually goes with the verse as well in 1 Corinthians 4, 5. So do not go on passing judgment before the appointed time, but wait until the Lord comes, for he will both bring the light, secret, things that are hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God, right? And I feel like this just like literally just puts the pin on everything right now because um, not only does it say like was it like um that don't go pass, passing judgment before it's time right sometimes our fantasies we feel like our time is like way better than god's time of course right we feel like our fantasies like no i feel like this is the way we should do it i feel like this is the way i want to do it for example right and then like was it like um but god's way i, I don't want to do it right now you know what i'm saying like some like as we were mentioning about church you know he's like he's like oh am i really gonna sin tomorrow in the contrary he's like um it's just one sin you know what i'm saying it's just one time i can go to something the next month for church and just literally take my my vino my bread call it a day right but we shouldn't think about it like that we should think about it as like how should we nurture this how should we you know minister this in our hearts and be able to carry this through because sometimes obviously we're all human we suck right and all our, our fantasies, they, they stick in our minds and we're just like, it's so overwhelming, of course, because we work, we go to school, we go, like, we, we, we're out in the world. We're obviously be constantly, like, you know, like, targeted by the enemy, of course, right? Um, but we have to understand, we have to, like, be steadfast and, like, you know, like, was it be firm in the Lord, right? And the other part is where it says here in the verses, it says right here, for he will bring the light to the secret things that are hidden in darkness and disclose the motives of the heart, right? So all the dark things and, you know, the motives that we have in our heart, God will expose that each and every one of us in sometimes even the most public place, you know, like, was it like, and it's embarrassing, of course, right? Because like, was it like, God will actually like expose us, like in the times that we feel like, you know, like, was it like, oh, like, was it like, I'm having a green time and then bam, literally he's going to like expose you right then and there in front of all your friends. And then it literally, it's, it's kind of, it's quite embarrassing, you know, <laughs> like it happens, you know, but like, was it like, I'm just saying this as in the sense, like, was it like, let's be wise, of course, right? Because, you know, like, was it, if we're wise, we're not able to obtain and be, have this, um, this this fantasy in our hearts of course because you know once we learn to jump over that hurdle we're able to you know like maneuver around what the world like has in store for us you know we're able to like dodge those darts but yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and as you were mentioning like being wise there's a there's a story in the bible that that really like 
like really correlates with all that we're talking about because obviously wise when we're talking about like being wise it, may, it means like thinking about what before you start doing right mm-hmm. or sometimes we don't have wisdom because we just simply don't know who God is or we simply don't have a relationship with Christ mm-hmm. or we simply just come to church but we haven't accepted him in his in our heart right and that's where the danger can come but this story starts in Acts 8 and I'll give you like a, a quick summary and there's this man named Simon in Samaria and he was a magician like he would do like all these crazy things like boom bam boom bam magic here magic there and there was in that city Samaria like uh, a man named Philip he was like like um, evangelizing like hey come and accept Christ there were people who were, ba- were getting baptized in the water and stuff like that and so as the apostles like they started seeing like hey um you know, there's, there's people that are actually, like, turning to God. We need more help. Mm-hmm. So they send down Peter and John. And when Peter Peter and John come down, they, those two, they start, like, uh, laying hands for the Holy Spirit to come. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind, this guy, Sam, Samson, sorry, not, not Samson, mm-hmm. but Simon, mm-hmm. he, he was a magician. So as they were performing miracles, laying hands for the Holy Spirit to come over them, what was his mind thinking? He was thinking, wow, that's excellent. Wow, that's magic. Or, wow, I, that's, like, something new to me because he, he did magic, right? But And then after that, as he started doing that, like, he converted as well. Simon converted. But his mind was not in the correct side yet. His mind was still, like, thinking about his fantasy of what he was doing before. Because once he saw that Peter and John were, like, doing all these miracles, he tells them, like, hey... Um, like, can I, can I receive that power that you have? Mm-hmm. And he literally says it in the verse 19. It says, give me this power also so that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And then Peter's like, yo, bro, like, this is not how it works. Mm-hmm. The following verse, it says, but Peter said to him, may your silver perish with you because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. And in the very beginning, Simon was very prideful because this... Um, in, in verse 9, he says, Simon, that he himself was somebody great. So somebody that, you know, was like over the top. Somebody who actually knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But when he saw that the miracles that were happening, his mind was not thinking like, wow, this is something supernatural. Maybe I need to turn away from this, right? Mm-hmm. But he thought, maybe I can get this blessing for my own benefit. Because what did he do? He asked for money f- like for it so he can go and do it and many of the times how many how many times do we ask for blessings and not use it according to how god wants us to mm-hmm. like we get these blessings and think i want to do this with it um i have uh i get like a new job this is how i'm going to manage my money or i i have this friend and this is how i'm going to run through it mm-hmm. like we no longer have god in the picture but we want our own benefit out of mm-hmm. it and that's where it gets very dangerous because imagine he was thinking about money mm-hmm. and in this sense we can think about money too like but we shouldn't because money is the root of all evil and that's where our fantasies come in because obviously somebody who's like thinking in this world we always want to be on top of people because that's what, how the world moves it says no if somebody's on top i have to be on top of them mm-hmm. but the bible says if we're on top help our brothers to start from our shoulders and help them up right mm-hmm. and and we always fell on that and this guy would he want a benefit out of it because he was so focused on the magic rather than thinking like, wow, this supernatural power that God is giving to these men, I can use it, but I need to, his mind was still not because (laughs) he was, he had, he had believed he had converted and accepted. But even then after that, he was like, oh yeah, let me get some money out of this. Mm -hmm. So there's benefits that we take upon and act upon it with because of our fantasies, simply because of our fantasies. And that's our minds being corrupted like Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the time. And I actually have another verse that goes with that. And it 
you know, all this actually that kind of leads into like temptation, of course, right? This man, Simon, he was like tempted and his lust for power was like great and immense because he didn't understand and realize that it was God's power like working through it, of course. And obviously him being a man, he thought everything was magic, right? Yeah. But this actually follows up with James 1.13. It says right here, let no one say he is tempted. And it says right here in quotes, I am being tempted by God, right? And it says right here, for temptation does not originate from God, but our own flaws, right? It says here, for God cannot be tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one, right? And it obviously we have to like understand that sometimes like, was it like we like have these fantasies in our hearts like oh but why did god give me this gift to be like quote unquote a great drummer why did god give me this great this great gift to be a great minister or a great preacher or anything like that but no we should be able to like you know hold ourselves back right and be able to be like you know what no god doesn't put these things in our heart to you know tempt us right but he uses these things to bless us in our life to be able to minister you know other people right and the same thing as peter and john were doing as you were mentioning they were helping minister to other people while this man simon he was like thinking about like a short-term goal like he was like what can i do in order to obtain this power and actually keep it for myself but that's not the case we should be able to understand that these things right come from god of course right but like was it we have to understand that our temptations and our flaws um like was it like they come from where we come from of course right like was it like um like our day our day in the life or whatever like that you know like was it like um it just sucks obviously because we're human you know it's super hard to avoid this stuff but you know having said fast and like you know like i guess you can say firm I've tried making a word. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I tried sounding smart. <laughs> Failed. <laughs> but, like, was it, like, if we, like, set fast in the Lord and we understand that, you know, like, was it, like, that we understand our flaws is what creates these temptations and not God, we have to understand that, then I feel like everything should just, like, go beautifully according to him. But, yeah, that was, like, my thought. Yeah, so um, that's why I also was thinking about, like, the importance of um, making sure that we are constantly ministering our mind and making sure that we're always surrendering every thought to Christ, as it says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So how can we start to take control of all these imaginations, these fantasies, is simply by praying and telling God, Lord, I am surrendering every thought and I am bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I don't want to think the way that my human flesh wants me to think. I want to think the way you want me to think and not bring any thought into my mind that might go against your will, your great knowledge, and your great wisdom. And then that also brings me to um, remembering all the all the letters of the Hebrew alphabet and how we've learned that they can each minister something different into our lives. And with uh, the last letter, it's the, well, in Spanish, it's the Tao. I don't remember how you say it in English. Tao. And, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's different. But um, anyway, so in Psalms 119, 169, uh, it says, Oh, Lord, listen to my cry. Give me the discerning mind you promised. And so in addition to bringing into captivity every thought to Christ, we should also ask for a discerning mind, a mind that helps us analyze everything that we want to do and everything that we want to say, to think before we act, to make sure that our heart is in the right place, our mind is in the right place, because our heart and our mind are 
connected. Um, and this is a, a plead that we should constantly be doing, not just today and be like, okay, I already asked for it, like, it's here, I have it. Like, no, it should be something constant because, again, as, we, as you guys were saying, we're human and we constantly fail. And it, when we constantly fail, we also constantly ask for forgiveness. So if we do that, then we should always ask for a mind that is a, in accordance to the will of the Lord. I was going to tell you guys about this whole Tao and everything. It's so crazy that we see this so many, so many times in the Bible. For example, in Acts 9, you guys see that uh, it's the story of Saul, right? Which is Paul uh, later on. And you guys can tell that, that Saul, it's not that he wasn't a believer of God. Like, actually, he was a real good believer of God. Actually, he was brought up by a lot of people uh, that knew the word of God. Mm -hmm. And yet, he, in Acts 9, it says that he uh, would threaten and try to murder his, his, the people that, that believe in Jesus Christ. And uh, you know what, what, a sh what shocks me in this is that this is exactly what you were speaking about, right? That we think in that our own mind, following our own brothers that do wrong, is the way that we do God's work. But in reality, we shouldn't be that way. Just like just like Saul was thinking. Saul was thinking about by bringing more Christians, bringing them chained and you know persecuted, and so they can be killed or tortured, whatever it is. He thought he was doing the right thing. His fantasy was like, oh, I, I'm doing the right thing. But when Jesus showed up to him in his life, he was Literally. never the same. Mm -hmm. He saw, he understood the Tao, which what it was it? His mind was no longer important, but God's mind was now important. What he thought that was true no longer is true. And now imagine the same guy, it's so crazy, the same guy that was persecuting the people of God now is an apostle of God. And I find that so crazy and I find that this is like exactly what she was saying that we believe that we live in a, in a way that we live we live in the right way and then God comes and goes no 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 that's not who I am and he shows you who is he who he is and then you live this new life and you're like, oh, what I was living before was a fantasy. And I'm gonna tell you guys, before, because uh, I'm gonna tell you guys my, my own life. My, my own life, I used to I used to be so hard on people that sinned. Be like, oh, they sinned. They shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't be serving or they shouldn't be doing this. And now that I understand, and now that I understand, and now that I'm a little bit older, I understand things. I'm like, wait, hold on, but we're, we all sin. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We all sin, and it doesn't matter if you drink. It doesn't matter if you. And it's all under sin. Therefore, nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody can say, oh, I'm worthy of going there. Oh, I'm worthy of doing this. We're unworthy. Therefore, instead of showing persecution and, you know, fingers, show love. And I was going to tell you guys that Paul did it. Saul, becoming Paul, did it great, right? He understood and he accepted God's way. But Paul, in, in Acts 17, when he goes out to Athens and he goes to, you know, that, that, that part of Greece... Yeah. He starts preaching about God. And if you guys don't know, Athens was like a place that was filled with gods. Remember, they have gods even for the earth, right? Oh, yeah. They have gods for the sun, for the sky, for the this, and Apollos, rain. and this, and rain, and for yeah. money, everything. Everything. They even have like demigods, whatever. It doesn't matter. Right? They have they have a bunch of gods. And he, he it says that the, the Apostle Paul was angry that he saw. He was provoked to anger that he saw so many gods. And and we can see there that the, the people from Athens were literally in their fantasy thinking that there were other gods besides Jesus Christ. But he says that he starts preaching against uh, against these gods. And he starts preaching about the resurrection and about Jesus and how there's only one God that resurrects and, 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 and survives. And there's only one God that dies for us. And it's crazy how all those people grab them and take them to the console. And there's like, what is this 
crazy guy talking about? And you know, sometimes when people, well, sometimes that's us in our fantasies. When we are thinking that something should be done the same way, uh, a certain way, and somebody comes and preaches something that the Bible says, what's the first thing you do? Oh, no, that's not it. Because in your yeah. fantasy, you are delusional. You are crazy. Your mind is not the right way. And you know what? Let me, let me tell you something. Sometimes I find myself angry at what people preach. And, <laughs> but you know what I said? I also tell my soul. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Danny, check yourself. Check yourself because, you know, this is a fantasy that you live in and it's not the way that it should be. And, th and if you guys notice, everybody from Athens goes to him and takes him to this council. And you know what Paul tells him? He's like, all of you guys are sinners because you guys don't know Christ. And you know what was the worst part? This, I find this literally like, if you guys read uh, Acts 17, I find this amazing. That he speaks and he preaches to the people of the council. And this is that when he lives, they let him leave. Like literally like... Like an, like an anime. It says that he leaves into the mist. Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. Like, like he, he lives. And it says that people follow him out of that preaching. And I find that I'm like, those people that follow him, not everybody going and follow him. So some people are, are in need of living real life. And some people like living in their fantasy life. And what our job is, is to eliminate these fantasies in our life. And when somebody comes and tells you the truth, instead of being angry, saying no, or going against, or, you know, what's the first thing? Oh, you know, Kat said this, so I'm going to take him to the puzzle. Instead of saying that, saying, <laughs> saying, how is she helping me? How is he helping me? How are they trying to help me with the word of God? Because that's what we got to do. Your fantasies are not the right way to do it. So we have to change them. And guys, I think we reached the end of it because we reached like 35 minutes. Um, but honestly, you guys are, honestly, all you guys are a huge blessing. Thank you guys. God bless you guys. And uh, you guys too, the talkers. Um, Talk. You guys, the, talkers. The, the, the talkers, the speakers. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you guys for tuning in once more. And uh, guys, I hope to see you guys next week. Take care. God bless. And don't forget to eliminate your fantasies. Bye-bye. <laughs>